Welcome to One Girl in All the World, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer rewatch podcast where we recap each episode in order and discuss. I'm Ashley, Buffy super fan. I'm Kimmy, Buffy newbie. You can currently find us on all major podcast apps, YouTube and Instagram with new episodes on Tuesdays. Anything? Uh, so we were talking about season one, episode five, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. What did you <laughs> think? I thought it was good overall. Cute. Like you I didn't like it, it, it you, really? Okay, great. Uh, I love this episode. Okay, this is like so Buffy. It's pretty. I mean, it's not the like my favorite episode by far. I mean, it doesn't even register really like in like my favorite episodes. But I think like all the the formula for like a perfect Buffy episode, everything's there for me. Mm-hmm. And when we get, to, I guess I can expound on that. When we get to the steak rating and stuff, but. And I apologize, I forgot to do the synopsis last week. I was editing and I was like, oh, I never said the synopsis. So I'm going to remember. Oh, okay. Yeah, for Teacher's Pet, I didn't do it. So, but for Never Kill a Boy on the First Date, it aired March 31st, 1997. It was written by Rob Deshotel and Dean Bat- Batali and directed by David Sim- Simil. I'm horrible at pronouncing names. I apologize. Sounds great. To these, these people. And the synopsis is, Buffy tries to maintain some semblance of a normal teenage social life by opting for a hot date instead of helping Giles protect Sunnydale from a violent vampire prophecy. As she's blinded by love, Buffy ignores the signs of the dark forces aligning against her. Meanwhile, while Buffy is being romanced, the Master is plotting her demise by invoking the wrath of the Anointed One, a great vampire warrior who is the Master's most powerful weapon against a slayer. So the Master's back in this episode. Of course he is. Can't get rid of him that easily. Yeah, he's just been down there chilling after Luke, <laughs> after his lover Luke I was I kind of forgot about him for a bit, so. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's down there. All right, so we actually start this episode with no, like, little Slayer prologue. She is the Slayer montage, so mm-hmm. that's done. I was, like, trying to remember, like, how many episodes did we have to go through before they get, stopped doing that, so. Apparently just four. Yeah, we just went in right into the graveyard. And Buffy is fighting a vampire, and she stakes him. She has a good quip. She says, I'm Buffy, and you're history when she <laughs> stakes him, <laughs> which is like Buffy loves to like say quips when she stakes a vampire. Giles pops out from behind a <laughs> grave. <laughs> this is so great, though. Yeah. I love this scene. He immediately starts critiquing her performance, like how he's long she took. Her. Yeah, he's, he's grading, grading her. her. Yeah. How long she took. He said it was a little bloody for his taste. <laughs> And then she should just plunge and move on. Yeah, you should plunge and move on. Plunge and move on. And she's like, okay, I'll just take a thank you because I, you know, made the world safer by killing this vampire. And he's (laughs) like, you know, you need to improve all of these things. He gets distracted by something mixed up in the dust of the vampire, which is interesting because usually everything they're wearing dusts as well. Yeah. But apparently not this special jewelry. He picks up a ring and... It makes him curious, like, what it is, so he's going to look into it um, just to make sure that this was uh, just a regular vampire and there's nothing else going on. (laughs) Spoiler, there is. (laughs) Um, Lots going on. (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot going on. He is going to consult his books, he says, and then we cut immediately to the master's lair and the master's slamming a big book down, and he starts basically, he's reading a prophecy from the... uh, writings of Aurelius, but it's kind of like he's giving a sermon, basically, to these... Yeah, that's what it sounds like. You're right. That's actually a really good analogy for that, yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he... And he's in a church, and you actually can see more of, like, his lair now. Like, it, you can yep. see the church or parts of the church in the background. Right. And, yeah, he's basically, like, he's he's on a little podium, and then he's walking around, like, very much like a preacher to yep. his congregation. So <laughs> what he says is... And there will be a time of crisis, of worlds hanging in the balance, and in this time shall come the anointed, the master's great warrior, and the slayer will not know him, will not stop him, and he will lead her into hell. As as it is written, so it shall be. Five will die, and from their ashes the anointed one shall rise. The brethren of Aurelius shall greet him and usher him to his immortal destiny. So he's reading this um, prophecy and those, the vampires there are the Order of Aurelius. And yeah, so apparently this is the details of the prophecy. And we don't really know more at this point. But he nope. is annoyed that one of the, the vampire that Buffy dusted 
in the opening scene was one of them, was one of the Order of Aurelius, mm-hmm. and that's why they had he had the special ring on. And that the master's mad because he went out and got himself killed instead of focusing on bringing this prophecy to pass and, like, finding the anointed one. So he basically really, like, warns the other ones, like, don't play around. Like, this prophecy is, like, first priority. I can't – he can't do anything. So you need to go out and make sure this is fulfilled. And he ends the scene in his little speech by saying, here endeth the lesson. And we will see see that exact line said by two other characters – in um in the show one it's much more like famous for but yeah three different characters say that exact line in the show and then we go to the credits nothing new to report there in the library giles is researching the ring and buffy doing her research thing she's on her research game yeah like she's like really doing good and she's she's, can't find anything she's like i found it yeah she's like look at these three a star and three no a sun and three stars inside the ring Mm -hmm. And he's like, um, it probably doesn't mean anything. And then she's like, oh, here it is. I thought I saw it. I thought it looked familiar. He can connect that symbol to a vampire sect that is called the Order of Aurelius. So it's from the writings that we just heard. So it's all from the writings and then the Order of Aurelius. Owen walks in. Yeah. Cute boy walks in. They're discussing that and Owen walks in. I like, I like Owen a lot. What did you think of Owen? He's cute. Uh, this, I mean, I did. And also, honestly, when he walked into the library and we kind of got... An idea of his character, I was like, this is someone Ashley would have liked in high school. <laughs> this is maybe who she would have had a crush on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. This is like, yeah. He's a little blonde for me, but, but. But his, like, his love of books, his cute personality, his sweet mm-hmm. demeanor. I was just like, what a cute high school crush to have. Yeah, and apparently yeah. he's a hot commodity, which you will find out. <laughs> which, yeah, that, that surprised me, actually. That was kind of He's funny. like the mysterious guy in school, which people find very... Yeah intriguing attractive yeah buffy jump he so owen comes in looking for a book and buffy jumps up immediately you can tell that she is attracted to him likes him knows who he is like he's already on her radar he's definitely on bit on her radar he says he come he's coming in to get emily dickinson book because his copy lost his copy and he finds it as a security blanket emily dickinson is also my favorite poet even though i'm not hugely into poetry but i do like her poetry so i'd have to say she's my this is your High school crush. Drop in my DMs, Owen. <laughs> Buffy is really funny because she's talking, like, she turns into Xander for a second. Because she's like, oh, I have a security blanket, too. or But it's actually a blanket. But I don't carry it around. <laughs> totally. And she says, like, Emily Dickens, which I thought was funny. That was so funny. That and he's like, so Dickinson. She's like, she's good, too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, Buffy. This we, Buff- we barely see her flustered. So I thought that this scene was really cute for me. This was probably my favorite scene. Yeah, she's usually cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah, she's, like, I really like into this guy. Yeah. yeah, it was cute. She kind of follows him up to the poetry section, and he he's noticed her, too. So there's a lot of, like, the previous stuff that we haven't seen mm-hmm. where he says, oh, I didn't think I would picture you here. And it's cute because he's like, I, I mean, I, I think you could read. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't think you would be a bookworm. And she's just, like, kind of pretending like she, like, oh, I love books. Which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, she, she wants to share an interest with him. He comes uh, back down, Giles. Oh, when he comes in, it was funny when Giles was like, what do you want? <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that, too. Like, yeah. This episode was so funny. I was, like, cackling. I, the, the relationship between Giles and Buffy is really developing in this episode, which I'm enjoying a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. So he sends Owen on his way, and Buffy's like, uh, do you have any more Emily Dickinson books? Because now I need to, like, get, like, boned up on Emily Dickinson so I can bone up on Owen. And, <laughs> okay, we need to focus on your duties. Don't worry about boys. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. But does this outfit make me look fat? <laughs> At her face, looking at him like, help me out here, Dad. <laughs> and he's like, oh, God, teenage girls. <laughs> And it's, it's just a cute scene. Because she is really cute. 100% 16-year-old teenager. Yeah, not a slayer in this moment. She's a smitten kitten. She is. She's got yeah. it bad. Got yeah. it bad for Owen. In the cafeteria, Willow and Buffy are talking about Owen. Willow knows exactly who he is. And Owen's a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. Like, Willow loves that he reads Emily Dickinson. She said he's sensitive yet manly. Mm-hmm. And they walk over and join Xander. Who also is gross again. He doesn't, I mean, he was just about to ask Buffy out in the last episode. And now Buffy has some interest in somebody and he doesn't like it. He's jealous. He's jealous. Buffy has an Emily Dickinson book 
with her, a book of poetry that she's obviously trying to like be seen with or actually trying to read, I'm not sure. She actually does fill Willow and Xander in on the Order of Aurelius and that right. something's going on uh, with, with this group of vampires that they are trying to figure out. She sees that Owen is at a different table at the in the lunchroom, mm. sitting by himself. So she wants to go sit with him. Yeah, so she's gonna, she takes her book and she's gonna go sit with him. But... Cordy, they were both, they're both going for the same seat. She hip checks her, backs her lunch everywhere. And Owen immediately gets down like on the ground to help her pick up all of her stuff. And I love when Buffy says at the comeback is like, oh, I didn't realize Cordelia's hips were so wide or something. <laughs> <laughs> she had it coming. Yeah, Buffy, you know, can dish it out, you know, too. Yeah, she can. Mm-hmm. And Cordelia invites Owen to the bronze. She's clearly interested in him and is on the prowl mm-hmm. and is willing to vanquish anything that stands in her way between her and Owen. Yeah. So, yeah, she invites him to the bronze. He wants to know if Buffy will be there. And he basically invites Buffy out on a date that night to meet at the bronze. And she's excited. And she says, yes. In the hallway slash the library, we kind of move. This is a walk and talk scene. Willow is very excited for Buffy. She said it's such a big deal. Buffy's trying to downplay it. Yeah. But. Boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And Giles has information about the prophecy as they walk into the the library. Yeah, and he's like, what are you guys talking about? Boys! Yeah, that's what you just said. It was <laughs> cute, really cute. But he's like, well, I'm talking about this prophecy. And yeah, they are going to the five that will rise. It's going to happen tonight. I did my calculations. And Buffy's, of course, really upset and disappointed because that was her date yeah. night. And she wants to, to get some out of semblance. It. She wants that work-life balance. That's what we all want. <laughs> yeah, she wants the work-life balance. I mean, forget the thousandth day of septus, whatever. Yeah, exactly. But it's happening tonight. I've, he's done his calculations. And I love, he's like, Buffy's like, oh, no, but cute boy. And he says, tonight <laughs> we are going into battle. And then it just cuts to them sitting bored in the graveyard. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was really cute, actually. Yeah. I loved that. So they're in the graveyard sitting there. It's just Buffy and Giles. And Buffy's slurping on her, like, drink. Like, they're just sitting there. They've obviously been there for a long time. And Giles is like, has to, like, realize that, uh, well, I guess something's going to happen. That he probably got it wrong. Because he waited for nothing, basically. Yeah, so immediately Buffy says, oh, I can go then. I can go to my date. And she jumps up. And before she goes, Giles just warns her, like, you know, getting involved with someone that doesn't know she's a slayer is a bad idea. Yeah. And she says, okay, I won't wear my button that says, I'm a slayer, ask me how. Which is a <laughs> so very cute. famous, like, that's a very, very classic, famous Buffy line. So much so really? that one of my stickers, I have a sticker. <laughs> and it says, I'm a slayer, ask me how. Wait, I haven't used it yet. Anything? I just haven't you used it yet. Use it. I will. Oh, no, you should use it. The, yeah, that's a very famous like Buffy quote actually there's two in this episode that's why I think this episode's are good because like two like the writing's so good it's so funny it's so Buffy like the show mm-hmm. and uh yeah two of her more like most popular lines are in this episode that's one of them Giles is really confused and we cut to uh an airport like shuttle bus mm-hmm. and it's just driving through I guess Sunnydale at night with five people in there, there's a driver, there's a, a lady by herself, there's a, a mother and a son, and then there's a guy looking kind of crazy at, crazy eyes. A weirdo guy. But before we learn more about them, we go back to, we go to the bronze where Buffy rushes in and is looking for Owen and he spies him dancing with Cordelia. And they look pretty cozy. So True. She... I mean, the thing is, like, for me at least, anyway, I'm watching, like, I can see through Buffy's eyes why she feels like it's cozy, but, like, through my eyes, like, I can see he's, like trying to like not like rebuff her because he wants to be polite but he you can tell he's not into it mm-hmm. yeah i mean she's all yeah. over him cordelia is yeah, like she's, she's the one worse. like her head on her sh- <laughs> on his chest and all this stuff and trying but to get closer i think she may also might think like oh once cordelia's got him in, it, in her clutches then there's that's it that's it yeah. so she leaves yeah. and doesn't say anything to owen thought she would have like maybe waited till that dance was over i don't know anything. yeah her little face was so sad I feel bad for her. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Back on the bus, and that crazy guy is basically preaching. He's talking about being judged and mm-hmm. the righteous and all these different things. Like, basically, they all just like, extreme religious stuff. He seems like somebody, like, the like, crazy preacher on the corner um, of, like, a major city or something, like, talking yeah, like that. that's so weird. 
And he's making people on the bus uncomfortable. He gets up. He starts walk, like, kind of stalking up. And he's kind of, like, like, trying to talk to them. And they're trying not to make eye contact. The bus driver tells him he needs to sit down. And he says, are you ready to stand with the righteous? Are you willing or ready to stand with the righteous? And he's kind of distracting the bus driver. And the bus driver turns Mm -hmm. back to the road. And there's, like, a person in the road. And he hits them. The driver kind of has, like, blood on his head. He's, like, hit the steering wheel or something, and he asks if everyone's okay. Everyone's shooken up, but everybody's okay. And he jumps out of the, the bus to go in for this body that's laying on the ground. And he's like, are you okay? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't think this person's going to be okay if you just, like, literally hit them with a bus. The body jumps up and attacks him. Of course. And then goes up to the bus and, like, he- smashes the window, grabs the crazy guy, bites him, and then the bus is uh, going crazy and everyone in there is screaming and being attacked. At school, Buffy is talking to Xander and she's upset about her misdate with Owen. She's bummed. Yeah. In, In Xander's locker, there was some interesting stuff. There's like a concert poster. There's like a weird, like at the top, there's like a weird like Halloween hand that was like, it would be like a prop at Halloween, like a severed hand that he has like glued in his locker. Totally didn't even notice his locker. Okay. Yeah, he has, like, I think... Remember those, like, stickers that you would get from, like, vending machines back in the early 2000s or whatever? Do remember those? Yes. Like, really, like, psychedelic-looking stickers. He had one in there, and it said, like, far out. And I think it was, like, the alien kind of looking one. Huh. It had, like, a really 60, like, font. But he has that in there. Okay. And he has, this, like, some, like, weird, like, art kind of, like, images. Like, yeah. So I led, I wanted to see what was in his locker. He has a picture of a skeleton. So, So, yeah. So he's standing by his locker with Buffy. um, And he's basically trying to drop hints to her that, well, he would be a good match for her. He can read. I can read, too. You know, lots of boys can read. (laughs) And she's just laser focused on Owen and that he's special. He's more Owen-y than other boys. (laughs) Owen shows up. Yeah, and this he kinda, was cute. Yeah, he asked her, like, what happened? You didn't show up. And she couldn't come up with a better excuse than I don't have any clocks. My clock, no clock. I don't know until time. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she's channeling Xander's interaction with the opposite sex. <laughs> You're right, oh my god. In this episode. Uh, but he's so cute, and he's just like, he asked her again, and he's like, here, you can take my watch, and this will help, keep, help you keep time. Just look at this little... Line here needs to go here, and that's when you meet me. Yeah, it's really cute. I love it as a pocket watch. Yeah. And I also love when Xander sees it, he looks at his watch, and he has a Tweety Bird watch on. I totally didn't even notice that either. Wow, okay, you're super observant. Yeah, they do a close-up of his, like, Xander's kind of like, oh, look at that. That's, like, a really, like, sophisticated, mature watch. Good pop. A 16-year-old, 17-year-old walking around with a pocket watch in high school. He's like, wow. And then he looks at his own watch, and it's a Tweety Bird. Who <laughs> need tunes watch? <laughs> that cracked me up. I watched it several times. Owen, they remake their date again. And she he makes clear that there wasn't going anything going on with Cordelia, that she was kind of all over him. Because yeah. Buffy kind of says, oh, I heard that you guys were kind of all over each other, maybe. And then once he dispels like her worry on that, then she's all about having a, another date with him. So she's, yep. like, so she's back to being on cloud nine again. And Xander is bummed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Xander's not happy. In the library office, so Giles' okay, this was office. Like, I, was like, I, was right, I was like, my note is like office question mark? Because it yeah. doesn't really look like the library. Okay, so he has his office yeah. in the library. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Giles is enjoying some tea, some soft music. He looks like he might have a headache. He looks like tired and like he's rubbing his head and stuff. He's just trying to relax and Buffy barges in saying, oh, tonight nothing will happen, right? We need some days to like figure out this prophecy. So like you probably need a couple of days to figure that out. So there's like, I should just rest, you know what I mean? Like I should just regroup and rest until, uh, okay, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> and he says she's the strangest girl because she just runs off she's like basically i just d- declared my night off in the lair the master is happy that the five have been killed mm. and says don't fail to bring me the anointed one i have some questions that we will i guess i'll get to them when we get to the funeral home about the anoint about the five and stuff okay. but i have some questions about why they left the bodies there to begin with yeah, I don't know. That's weird. You're, I didn't think about that. But I, we can expound on that, I guess, in a little bit. At Buffy's room, Xander Willow are helping Buffy get ready for her date. This is cute. Yeah, I like the the dialogue between Buffy and Willow and just like, you know, they're being normal teenage girls. It's nice. Yeah, and Willow's so excited for her. Mm-hmm. I think it's really sweet. She's a good friend. 
Xander is, is creepy again. Obviously, like trying to just like dissuade her. He picks out a parka for her to wear. <laughs> yeah, and a hat. <laughs> yeah, ski cap. <laughs> and he's helping air quotes uh, when he helps pick out her lipstick color. He says, "Oh, you know, if you kiss, what? So you can kiss him, and he can tell everybody you're easy." And it's like, no, oh, he's gross. Xander, stop. Yeah. It gets even worse. Like the worst thing he's done. So like in this episode is when. She's like, okay, she picks something out, and she's, he's to gonna, she's gonna change. So he turns his back and he walks over to like her, but he's the, wa- trying to watch in her the mirror? in the mirror. So gross. That's Why? so. Yeah, I was really disappointed by that. That's a like. There's one thing to like have a big crush on her and stuff, but like she doesn't want you to watch her change. That's no. why she told like had you turn around. And then you're watching her through the mirror, or trying to watch so her through gross. the mirror. No. And he kind of fumbles it, and they look over at him, and he's like, oh, I, I wasn't doing anything. Oh, gosh. So, come on, Xander. You can do better than that. But we get interrupted by Giles anyway. Giles goes to Buffy's home. This is the first time, I think, yeah? I think so far, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so he shows up. Um, Buffy's address is 1630 Ravello Drive. I don't think it's been said yet, but that's that's her address. So okay. that's that's where Giles went. She thinks it's Owen, and she's like, oh, it's Giles. Oh, Buffy's not here. Giles will close the door on him. She's <laughs> like, it's not a good sign if Giles has shown up at her house on the night of her date. <laughs> her date, Yeah. yeah. He says, look at this, look at this article in the paper. Five have died. And she's like, in a car accident. Like, I don't think this has anything to do with it. He's like, it could. It's, it's a long shot, but long shot, but it could. And she's like, oh, please just let me go on this date. Let me just have one night of a date. And it's funny. He's like, another date. Don't you do anything else? She's like, I had it happened. I didn't yet. have a date last night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, oh, God, are you doing his dating? Back to the article. It says, like, the five people have died, and one of them, a.k.a. the crazy guy, Andrew Borba, Borba, was wanted for questioning in a double murder. So he thinks that he could be the anointed one Mm -hmm. and that all the bodies have been taken to the Sunnydale funeral home, that he thinks they should check it out. Owen shows up for his date. (laughs) And, of course, it's weird the librarians at Buffy's house. Super weird. Yeah, not creepy She's not at all. like, I'll return those library books later. <laughs> He's like, you take your job seriously. You're <laughs> knocking on students' doors about these these uh, late library overdue library books. <laughs> <laughs> so Willow and Xander kind of like shoo him away so, yep. so Giles and Buffy can finish their conversation. Xander is saying, oh, Buffy doesn't like to be touched. She doesn't like to be kissed. She doesn't like to dance and like really trying to like dissuade anything happening between. And Willow's like, Xander, like you're sabotaging this whole thing for Buffy, which is the point. This is what he's trying to do Mm -hmm. because he doesn't want uh, Buffy enjoying her date. Giles says, you know, you can't have a social life and be a slayer. And she's like, I'm going to try. It's the 1990s and I can have every I can do it all. And he agrees to let her go. But that he is going to go to the Sunnydale funeral home and check things out just to be sure. Mm-hmm. And so everybody goes on their way. We're at the bronze for Buffy's date. The mm-hmm. band is called Velvet Chain, and they're singing the song Strong. And Owen and Buffy are in the like, corner or something talking about Emily Dickinson <laughs> and how much she loves Emily Dickinson because she's so morbid. And Buffy's asking questions about it, and they get on the tub- subject of... That there's more important things than life than dating. So she feels a little bit guilty. She looks at her beeper. Yeah. She knows she, like, shrugged off her responsibilities to come out on this, on this exactly. date. And he said something like, most girls are frivolous. Yeah, only care about dating. And I was just like, oh, that's kind of, that's a little harsh, actually, I feel like. As well, a- it was like, also, he says, oh, I don't get out much because I think girls are frivolous. Like, you can't go, you only can go out if you have a date. Yeah, exactly. But, okay. I thought like, that conversation was a little weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I see a lot of things there. I also see, like a reader he likes poetry so i could you know i could see why maybe he wouldn't like find a lot of common ground with people in his mm. class girls and guys friends and all that yeah so i can kind of see that buffy asks him they shakes him to dance and he says that she kind of seems like two different people one person one time at one moment she seems like someone and then another time she sees like someone else hashtag nailed it yeah <laughs> huh yeah owen owen's smart he's a smarty pants he's like which one is she <laughs> and cordelia comes over beelines Ugh. right for owen and just basically pretends like buffy isn't even there she's terrible she's she so bad she's like oh when you're done doing like work for the needy or like charity work or whatever you can like when you're ready for the big leagues you know where i am 
But to his credit, he's like, yeah, I'm dance. I'm gonna dance with Buffy. Like I'm here with her. So and he's like, and I'm still here with her when she tries. Like she keeps pushing. So Buffy's very smug too. That like he yes, <laughs> he's with me. He's here with me. And Cordelia has to slink away. <laughs> At the funeral home, Giles like rolls up in his old ass car, and the license plate Giles. is two G P U nine four seven. So if you're looking for like a really good password for something, you can use Giles' license plate. <laughs> When you run out of all of your, you know, a password, you can't use a, pa- your new password can't be a password used in the past. I'm like, ah, you know what I mean? Like your rotation <laughs> of passwords. There you go. I've just given everyone a new password. Giles arrives uh, outside and immediately runs into vampires. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have went by himself. It's just not smart. Yeah, I mean, he tried to get Buffy to go. Yeah, I know. So yeah, it was like, well, yeah. she's not going to do it. Someone has to do it. Yep. You know? And he has a whole destiny thing as well that he has to uphold yeah. his end. That's true. So they chase him basically into the funeral home mm-hmm. and basically into what I would call like, like an embalming room. Yeah. Yeah, I think for so. For lack of a better term, where they keep the dead bodies and there's like he's the embalming table. Trying to hide. <laughs> yeah, he's trying, putting stuff in front of the door and uh, he's stuck in there. Now he's yeah. trapped. Yeah. They're trying to break in. Willow and Xander pop up in the window, scaring the crap out of him. <laughs> they want, they followed him to make sure he was okay. Mostly Willow probably dragged Xander along because Xander didn't want to. Wasn't worried about, wasn't worried about uh, Giles. He's worried about Buffy on her date. Yep. And they said, like, I can't get, you can't get out this window. Like, I, we have to go get Buffy. So they take off to go get Buffy. And Giles is just going to, like, try to stay alive in that room until help arrives. So we're back at the bronze. We're back at the bronze. And Buffy and... Owen are still dancing. Cordy is just sim like simmering, like stewing against the wall with one of her lackeys. Like just be like, this is. She's like, can you believe like people acting like this in public? They're just dancing. Yeah, like normal dancing. (laughs) Yeah, and then uh, Angel walks in, and she's like, woo, hubba hubba, (laughs) this guy, and tries to go after him. And of course, he walks right up to Buffy. (laughs) This was so funny too. She's like. Are you kidding me? She's like, <laughs> I can't believe. What is it, this girl and all these guys that I want to I want to get with? And Owen had went and got Buffy something to eat, so she's standing there by herself when Angel comes up, and he's like, "Hey, I wanted to warn." She's like, "I already know. Yeah. I know all about this." And he's like, "But you're not out there." Uh, and he's like, "Okay, I just wanted to tell you." Yeah. And she's like, "I'm on a date," and you can tell he is like, "Oh, you're on a date." He was taken aback by that, which yeah. I'm like. Why? Why are you taken aback by that? It's not yeah. like you hang out with her regularly or give her any information about you. So, hmm. yeah, and I think it—I I felt like in that moment it wasn't even something he had thought about before. Yeah, but like you he was like his own reaction surprised him. I think. Yeah. So Owen comes back over with a muffin, and they get introduced, and it's very awkward. Super awkward. And Angel says, "I know Buffy from work," and he's like, "You work?" And then. It's all confusing and awkward, <laughs> and Willow and Xander barge in, saying that they are now on a double date. <laughs> that part was funny, actually. <laughs> They're, and Buffy's like, what? <laughs> we should double date. We should go to the funeral home, because it's really cool. <laughs> so weird. Oh, yeah. Like, Xander's like, because of the fun. <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, was funny. And they're just kind of, like, trying to, like, tell Buffy Without saying it in front of Owen that... She has to go. Shit has gone down at the funeral home and we need to go. And she gets, yeah. she gets the, the clue. Oh, and Owen's all down for this. He's like, yeah, we can sneak into the funeral home. That would be like, pretty, he needs likes morbid stuff. He likes Emily Dickinson. So this right. isn't something that would interest him. And I think, he, like you said, he doesn't get out much. So he's living it up tonight. Buffy says, oh no, I have to go. You can't go, but I will be right back. Like, I have to be that other person you talked about. Mm-hmm. But the other me will want to, was having a great time and we'll be back. Before she leaves, she kisses him. Angel is framed in between them the whole time they're having this conversation. He's, like, in the background in between them. And he says she's... And then Owen says she's the strangest girl when she runs off, which is echoing what Giles said a few scenes before. The three of them show up, and immediately, yeah, they turn around, and Owen's like, wow, this place is cool. And she's like, god damn it, what are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) And has um, Giles... I mean, Willow and Xander watch him while uh she runs off to try to save giles she goes into the bombing room it's been the door has been broken open the yeah. window's broken like the famps are gone the place is ransacked and she can't find him 
and all of a sudden the <laughs> refrigerator I, I wrote corpse thingy yeah corpse I, I feel like i actually used to know what this is called and now i don't i tried to google it but There's i couldn't word. figure it out I'm, sh- I'm sure it has a name yeah it definitely does it's like the but... the good uh, the tray the refrigerated tray you the know corpse they, thingy yeah put you on you roll you into the refrigerator thing yeah. He comes out of there on top of a dead body and he's hiding. He's like, oh, I, he says something like, oh, I showed them. He's like, nice. by hiding until they left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cute. <laughs> so he jumps down and they regroup. They don't know where the vampires are, like the ones that were chasing Giles. And they have to look for the anointed one. Like, maybe he's still here. And she's like, well, I have to get rid of Owen and the others. And he's like, you brought your date? <laughs> he's like, no, not really. But he's here. <laughs> So she runs off to get Willow, Xander, and Owen to a safe place. Buffy finds the group, and they are going to find a nice, safe room to explore, because they still have to keep the guys up for Owen, but she needs to keep them in a safe place while she looks for the anointed one. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, the office was, he says, Owen says, oh, the office was locked. And, but it says observation room on it, so I don't know why he would call yeah. it the office. And she says, no, it's not, and like, jams down the thing with her slayer strength and just like pops the lock out and like opens it but yeah it's, it's an observation room or a bereavement yes. room or something like that mm-hmm. and she says okay i have to go to the bathroom so you stay here and barcade the door her and giles are open i like this like little scene where they're opening the doors to each of the like corpse thingies yeah, <laughs> and where's this she, anointed one is she open they're all empty and she opens one and she says ew parts which was gross <laughs> don't see anything but She's grossed out by the parts. And they open them all and there's there's nobody there. Yep. So they're they're kind of perplexed. And back in the observation room, Willow and Xander are putting stuff in front of the door. I get the chairs, but they're like putting pillows. I'm like, okay, that's not gonna keep a vampire out. Like the pillows. <laughs> the furniture, yeah, I can see that. But yeah. and he's kind of like, okay, like, what are you guys doing? And he pulls on like a cord and the the curtains open and you can see yeah. why it's called the observation room. It's into like a kind of a looks like another embalming room. It has like the slab and there's body covered in a sheet. Owen's like fascinated. It's his first body said he's ever seen. Willow and Xander finally get attention. They they look and see what he's looking at and he's like, Do the dead bodies usually move? Yeah, crap. <laughs> and the corpse's hand is like twitching. Yeah. And yeah. this is like the imagery of this is like really cool when the body just he sits up and like grabs the sheet off of its face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. I mean, this whole like as soon as they're in this, whatever. Yeah, the whole um, funeral chapel or whatever it is. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's uh, the room is even creepy. Yeah, they did a good job. It's like all it. dark red. The whole room is covered in fabric. They immediately freak out because they can see it's a vampire. Yeah. And they start trying to unpile stuff. <laughs> they just got this huge pile of shit piled up in front of the door, and immediately. Turn around and have to start grabbing it all off. Yeah. We see that it is the crazy guy. Yeah. Andrew from the uh, airport shuttle. And he is. I don't don't know about you, but I like I was assuming I'm assuming he's the anointed one. He is talking about that. He has been judged. So basically from what he's saying, he thinks that he has died to be judged by God and brought back as a vampire. He sees them through the window and headbutts the glass, shattering it and like steps through. Breaks it. Yeah. He's scary. He was, he, yeah, he is actually. He was scary as a human and he's much, yeah. very scary as a vampire. As a vampire, yep. And being a vampire has not made him sane. Let's put it that way. He's still as yeah. crazy as he was. And it's when so he's, he basically corners them. Yeah. And he says, like, when he's going through, there's been some debate about, like, what he means when he says pork and beans, pork and beans. He says that. Yeah, that was them. weird. That was really weird. And I kind of was, like, looking at some people's opinions on what that means like why did he say that because everything else was like all like religious based from his point of view yeah and basically like a lot of people think like he just looks at them now as food oh okay gross like very basic like food and um yeah he had army like fatigues kind of on in the van like he has like camo pants on so maybe like he has a military background and like you know they have like basic rations and stuff so maybe he's like seeing them as something like that so interesting share share your thoughts on pork and beans please (laughs) if you have uh another take i'd like to hear it willow 
Xander and Owen try to run out the front, but the vampires are out there and they barricade them in. So they're yeah, trapping them they're inside like cornered. the funeral home. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Buffy grabs the stake from Giles, as you said, and before she can really get out of the room and run to their rescue, Andrew goes in there and he attacks her. He mm-hmm. grabs her and throws her. Giles, you know, tries to jump in there. Bless his heart. Yeah. Bless his little heart, his little Iberian heart. He tries and immediately, again, is knocked unconscious. Yeah. But not before his head, or his hand, technically, I think, hits the control panel for the crematorium. Yeah, the fire. The fire. Ooh. Yeah. So that's a lit now, which is kind of a cool background to this whole fight. Owen comes in because he's like, we have, someone has to go back and help Buffy, which is very sweet. It is like, sweet. He wants to save the day. Yeah, he wants to help her. And he hits him with a tray. And apparently he's like, oh, God, like, okay, well, I don't know how much damage the tray would have done, but he drops Buffy and Buffy kind of hits her head and is disoriented on the ground. And then he hits, hits him with an urn and that puts him down. Owen rushes to Buffy and is like trying to help her. And of course that wasn't going to kill Andrew, no. but Andrew grabs Owen and hits him. He just hits his head on something, but he says dead. So we're supposed to believe that that killed Owen. Yeah. Which is unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> but it's enough to like really put Buffy in a rage. Yeah. Yeah, she Buffy's enraged that Andrew killed her date, and she really, like, unleashes it on him then. Like, she's kicking his ass. Willow and Xander see that Owen is, in fact, not dead, that he's coming to, but they mm-hmm. don't tell her because she's, you know, she needs the rage to, like, take this guy on, so they mm-hmm. don't mention it. Yeah. And she fights him. He basically falls on the, like, whatever, embalming table, and yeah. then slides from the from the momentum into the crematorium and Giles yeah. has come to at this point and closes the door and so Andrew is being burnt up in teamwork the yeah that's a pretty like cool death yeah. for like yeah. how that worked out I I, I did appreciate that I liked that it was good yeah very uh, good imagery <laughs> yeah it was yeah. creative I thought it was good use of like the set and the location yeah. mm-hmm. she rushes to Owen and he's like kind of out of it he seems like. He does seem like he has a head injury. Yes. Like, he might have a concussion, actually. Yeah, it sounds like he has a concussion. And he was like, oh, she's like, yeah, not how you thought your first date, our first date was going to go. He's like, yeah, I thought we would end up in Jerry's. Yeah, right? That's, you know, typical. Not, like, in a cemetery or... And Buffy's like, we still can. Like, oh, really, Buffy? You're going to, like, salvage this night. Even if it, like, even if you have another chance. Like, She really wants to. You need to call this night. He's just like, he's like, no. (laughs) Yeah, he's, like, not even with it. And uh, Willow and Xander help him home because he doesn't even, he's all out of it. He's out of work. At school, Willow, I mean, Buffy is kind of interrogating Xander and Willow about, on the way home, did he say anything about me? And she's Mm -hmm. just really... Down in the dumps as she's blown it with this guy. Yeah, she's bummed. And Xander takes his opportunity to try to, like, put himself forward, saying you Again. need to be someone that knows your secret and all this. Like, well, okay, how many men is that? Is she, she, she going to think he's talking about Giles? <laughs> nice. Like, uh, if I was Willow, I would just slap him behind, like, behind Buffy, like, slap him in the back of his head. I wonder if Willow still likes him at this point. Probably. And so she's, you know, she's, she's down in the dumps about it. And we get to the bottom of the stairs. They're walking down some stairs. And Owen comes up to her. Mm-hmm. And I liked this when Willow and Xander, like, leave. But I like the physical comedy of when Xander's, like, walking away backwards. And he has his juice box. And he's, like, tripping over the stairs because he wants to keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. I liked that part. Buffy's like, oh, I know what's coming. He's going to say he doesn't, you know, want to see me again. Yeah. But Owen... Like, it, you know, doesn't see, like, I don't know how to say this. And she's like, yeah, I don't have to say it. I know where this is going. And he says, I want to know when I can see you again. Yeah. And I love when Buffy says, oh, that was my hopeful ear. Can you repeat that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really cute. That was a cute line. He says, yeah, I never thought almost dying would make me feel so alive. And it's very clear that he's got a taste for danger. Mm-hmm. He's lived a very, like, sheltered life. Yeah. And he's gotten a little taste of danger. And he's, like, really likes it. And so Buffy sees that it's not only is he like more interested in like maybe the danger that exactly. comes with her yep. and her, than her possibly, yeah. but that also she just can't take that risk with him. No, she can't put him in danger. She can't continually put him in danger. So, yeah. So she unfortunately, even though she doesn't want to, says like, can we be friends? Like, I, we should just be friends. And he's like, yeah, sure. It's a, a, sad. 
They're both very sad about it because they both yeah. actually like each other. Yeah, that really sucks. That was a uh, I was a little disappointed. Like I get it because mm-hmm. I mean she can't really date, I guess. But I just was I was sad about it. It was sad for her. Her little face yeah. was so sad. More than just like this one boy. It's like the whole like her always trying. This to is her life. Something. Yeah, it's not just going to be this one boy. Like she's just she can't have a normal life. She can't do normal teenage things. Yeah. So yeah. I think her face, that's all in her face, I think, when, mm-hmm. she's, when she, like, makes, says she's just going to be friends with Owen. Yeah. And it's she like, carries, a, she carries a really heavy burden. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah. the sad, the song is really sad, like, the music yeah, behind it. it really like, is, It yeah. makes you, like, hurt for her. Mm-hmm. So Giles comes up and tells her, he can see what's happened, and, you know, she feels sad about it. And he says that when he was 10, he was told that his destiny was to be a watcher, because his dad was a watcher, and... His grandmother was a watcher. Now, I don't know if it's, I don't remember if we even find this out, whether it's just like a family business type thing or like you are chosen, like you are a slayer to be a watcher. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like if you say you're destined, I feel like that's more than my dad was a lawyer. My grandpa was a lawyer. So I'm going to like carry on the family thing. Yeah. Could be using the word destined. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, is it a family line, the way royalty works, where it's like it stays, watchers stay in the family line? Hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I'm not sure. I I did like that scene, though, because he, you know, he kind of was like, I I mean, he can't possibly understand exactly what she's going through, but he's trying to. Yeah, he says, I was not thrilled about it. He said he wanted to be a fighter pilot or possibly a grocer, which was the two. That was your question. (laughs) I never would have, like, you know, those are, like, way out there, right? Yeah, I never would no, have guessed that. Your no. guesses were much more Giles. <laughs> but we but we will come to learn that maybe it's not as un-Giles as we think. Oh, interesting. We'll okay. have to wait and see. Okay. Like, when we get more of Giles' backstory. Maybe he was so, a child. what you're saying, though, like, when you're saying about the, like, passing down the family line, right? Like, at this point, and, like, I... I mean, in all fairness, I don't know what happens later on, but like he's not married and he doesn't have kids. So if it's supposed to be passed on, that's an interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't think we ever find out mm-hmm. more about okay. that, about like the destiny, because that's an d- interesting word for him to use. Yeah. Uh, he didn't want to. Yeah. But yeah. he did it anyway. His dad gave him a big speech about sacrifice and all of that. So he's trying to relate to Buffy on that term. Like, like yeah. he gave up. He's not giving up, but she's giving up. But he he gave up what he wanted, like, what he thought his life was going to be to be a watcher yeah, to do this for the greater good of the the world. So they have that in common. It's not mm-hmm. exactly the same, but they do have that in common. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I like how she apologized for not being there. You know, if I had him around Owen, I would get him killed, or I could get someone else killed. She means Giles. And she means Giles, and you know, he immediately says, "I went there by my, you know, I went there with my own free will." Mm-hmm. And he tries tries to give her a compliment, saying, like, yeah. as, far, "As Slayer, I think you're doing pretty well," <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty good for him. That's a good compliment for Giles. Yeah, especially like <laughs> we saw how hard he was on her in the, in the first scene when he was critiquing her yeah. and slaying. But he ended it on a high note for her, like a happy note. That but we we stopped the prophecy. The Anointed One, Andrew, was in their mind the Anointed One, and that. He was killed, so they stopped the prophecy, and like she's obviously really happy about that. And yeah. uh, we end that on like a light note because they are, they did win. And he's saying, "Oh, the master is probably having a pretty bad day today." <laughs> and then we go and check out. We go see what the master is up to, and he is greeting the anointed one, who is the little boy on the va- in the van. Not right. Andrew. So not what I was picturing at all. That was quite the plot twist. Yeah. And like, what's creepier than like an evil child? I know, right? <laughs> That's right. creepier than Andrew. It is way creepier. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I was, I thought that was brilliantly done. I love yeah. that it's a kid, the kid mm-hmm. from the, from the van. And like, did he become the anointed one after the accident or was he always the anointed one? I would say he became yeah okay one. okay okay that makes more sense then because like on the bus he seemed creeped like out and like a normal kid and yeah my question is if they knew those were the five was it did they have to be them was it destined to be those five people could it be any five people probably not it probably had to be yeah. those people but when they killed them it was like they were like 
uh, by themselves. There wasn't, like, people around or they had to make a quick exit. Like, why didn't they just take the bodies with them? Like, so we could have this whole scene, obviously. Yeah. Come on, Ashley. Why let the bodies be taken to the funeral home in the yeah. first place? I'm assuming the little boy was there and they already got him out. Yeah, I don't... Because it was in the know. paper, so his body had to be taken. It was in the paper that was five yeah. people, that it was a child... It was one of them and that they were taken to the Sunny Grove. So they just, like, missed that they had stolen the boy's body. Mm-hmm. And, like, where were the other bodies? Because they were, like, kind of just, like, collateral damage. But they weren't yeah. there at all. No, they weren't. They I don't know. everywhere. Yeah. So this is just questions I have. Every episode I have questions. <laughs> but I just thought if it was so crucial to the master, why didn't they just take all the bodies? Even if they didn't know which person would be the anointed one. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they just take the five bodies? Yeah. To the lair or something. Uh, oh, and the other, I've missed a famous quote when Buffy is talking Giles into letting her go on the date when they're standing at her, at her house and and uh, Owen shows up. She says, if the apocalypse if the apocalypse comes, beat me and holds a burr beeper. That's like another very famous Buffy <laughs> quote. That's really cute. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, this episode. I just love this episode. Nice. So it has a lot of like good Buffy quotes in it. Okay, so my favorite scene was that last one with Buffy and Giles. I just again, it just like you said, this episode helps build their relationship even more. Mm-hmm. They're relating to each other more, and yeah, just building that bond. And I just thought it was, I just thought it was a touching, a touching moment with between them. Yeah. And then my favorite line was about the button. I'm a Slayer. Ask me how, because it's like a classic. <laughs> I had to choose between. I had to choose that or. When the, if the apocalypse comes, beat me. Because those are, like, famous Buffy those quotes. Those are cute. Um, I think my favorite scene was just uh, when Buffy and Willow... I'm just going to take Xander out of the equation of this one. But when <laughs> Buffy and Willow are getting ready for Buffy's day. Just because it's cute. It's, like, a cute scene. You know, they're, they're both excited. They're having, like, a very teenage moment. Um, their friendship is also developing. So I did really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite... Or my favorite line was actually... Uh, when they are in the library, when they were, when basically when Owen comes in and starts talking about Emily Dickens and uh, Giles says she's quite a good poet. And then like he, like, you know, it drifts off and Buffy picks up for a girl and Giles is like an American. And I was yeah. like, that's funny. That was really cute. So that was my favorite line, actually. Yeah. I like that. For a girl, for an American. Like, Yeah. yeah. I, that was a great. There's so many great lines. As, as if Giles was going to say something that sexist. Like, He's so a watcher funny. for a girl slayer. Come on, Buffy. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that was really cute. Yeah, there's so many good lines. I loved also like when she said, like, she said Dickens and he said Dickens. And she, she's good also. Like, that was cute. <laughs> this, this episode is full of great lines. Yeah, this the was a cute is so The writing is so good for this episode. Because of all that, I give it a 4.5. Ooh, okay. Five, my highest rating so far. Okay, I gave it a four. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what I came, like, what the reasons for that was, I thought it was extremely funny. It was the funniest episode so far. Like, I was, like, yeah. la- LOLing the whole time. Even when I watched, <laughs> I watched it four times. Even in the last viewing, <laughs> I was laughing. It was very yeah. quotable. A lot of good, the writing, got of good lines. Mm-hmm. A lot of good quotes. Yeah. I loved the twist of... The anointed being the little boy. I thought that was brilliant. That was good. And yeah. the misdirection of Andrew, because you wouldn't even think about him being not being the anointed one. Yeah. I mean, it seems so obvious that he was the anointed one and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. And oh, and I just really liked Owen's character. That was a really good character, actually. I, I liked him too. Yeah. He does remind me a little bit of another tall character, because Owen was tall. Another tall character that we meet in season four, but I don't like yes. him. I like Owen way, way more than this other character. Okay. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you know, you know. I don't. Yeah, early season four. Another kind of tall, blondie-ish kind okay. of guy. Okay. Uh, I like, he reminds me a little bit of that character, but I like Owen more. Okay. About the wait and see? Yeah, it'll be a little bit. <laughs> be a little bit. Yeah, I just, I just loved this episode. Did you like, you liked, did you like Teacher's Pet more than this? No, uh-uh. Okay. No. No. So you seem to love Teacher's Pet. <laughs> no, I just liked it more than you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. <laughs> no, this episode was much better done. All right, so your question. This is kind of a softball one, so hopefully you get it. In the next episode, it's called The Pack. The students okay. go on a field trip. Where to? San Francisco. <laughs> okay. 
I don't a field trip. Uh, It's local. It's somewhere local. The museum? Okay. The art gallery? Okay. You're going to go with the art gallery? Museum. Okay. Umbrella term museum. Okay. You said this was softball. I don't know. Somewhere local. Like Sunnydale is not a real place. I know, but somewhere like every like town, like every like regular town has like a museum or a this or a that or a whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not a it's not a specific actual place. Like, yeah. Okay. I feel like um, I don't know when I went on class trips. Yeah, it was like yeah museums, art galleries, or like sports games hmm yeah we went to the recycling plant like what <laughs> yeah we went to like yeah we went to like the dump we went to france <laughs> yeah in high school some people could go, if you took french you could like pay to go to france i didn't yeah, yeah that's go, what we did but, um but i mean like yeah but we went to yeah we went to the art we did all those things like we went to the art gallery um yeah it's something it's something like you're on you're on the right like okay. it's a broad thing Okay. You know, it's a type of field trip. Right. I'm going with our gallery slash museum, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. Locked in. Okay. So that is season one, episode five, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. Loved it. Love this episode yeah, so much. Super cute. Yeah. So great. Really good character development. And and heart and sad, funny, sad, romance, action, comedy. Like that's the Buffy. All things. Recipe. But it was also realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean- the, like, I mean, with her not being able to, to yeah. continue with this relationship was very realistic. Yeah. Yeah. It had, it had it all. That's like the Buffy recipe. It has a little bit of everything in this episode, yeah. like really had it all for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I enjoyed it. All right. So we, you can find us on most major podcast apps now. We are on pretty much everywhere. If there's somewhere that you can't find us and you would like to, please send us a message or an email and you can do that. Um, we are on Instagram and YouTube at, at one girl in all the world pod. And our email is one girl pod at gmail.com. And I don't know if I mentioned, you can also find us on YouTube. If you'd rather watch slash listen instead of just listen, because we record when we are recording. And so you can put a face to the name over there. Yeah. I guess that's it. So we will be mm-hmm. back next week with the pack. Yee. All right. See you then. Bye. <laughs>